Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. So daylight savings time is dumb, and we all agree that it's dumb, and yet we keep doing it. It's the most American thing ever, even though I know other countries do daylight savings time. But um, yeah, daylight savings time, tis the season. I was having a conversation with a clergy colleague here a couple of weeks ago about daylight savings time and whether or not we had finally figured out how to like stop daylight savings time or if there'd been any action on that. And I had to laugh and I, I did. I just chuckled with her. I'm like, do you really think that we have been able to find a political solution to daylight savings time? And she said to me, well, if we can't agree on daylight savings time, which everybody agrees on, little hyperbole there, but pretty much right. Um, if we can't agree on that, what can we agree on? And I think that's a great place to begin a conversation about mifepristone and abortion access and Walgreens and all the things that people uh, who listen to us regularly have been hearing, no doubt, in the news lately. So, you know, we are your favorite religion or repro podcast, and we like to keep you up to date about things like self-managed abortion and access to medication abortion. And it was just released this week, just in time for daylight savings time, <laughs> the double whammy. Um, Walgreens, sad trombones, womp womp. Walgreens is backing down and stopping the sales of mifepristone in a ton of states, including Ohio, because attorneys general in those states have complained in a letter and basically threatened the corporation. So big surprise, a corporation is afraid of being sued and losing money. So lots of people are going to have to go someplace else for their mifepristone. Like, give us an idea, Kelly, of like, what this means for us here in Ohio, right? No mifepristone at Walgreens. Yeah, well, um, for one, uh, I just want to say I think that uh, daylight savings time is a really great analogy for uh, this conversation around reproductive health care because it's something that, you know, many Americans agree on, uh, just like abortion, and yet we cannot have uh, substantial law move forward um to support what uh, many americans believe should be um supported but um uh, i mean no surprise uh corporations gonna corporate <laughs> <laughs> and do things that are quote-unquote best for their bottom line um and uh you know avoid anything that could possibly be an issue for them and i think you know when it comes to what does this mean for ohioans i mean um i think for me at least um it means that i will go get my prescription uh somewhere else as long as i can you know afford that and other people want to jump off that ship if that if they can do that then i believe that they should but that also means that um that is just kind of another place that people can't get access from, which sucks. And um, as far as, you know, medication abortions go, uh, 
like we've talked about before with the case that's going on in Texas, um, you know, Miffy Perstone is a, an important part of that, of the um, medication abortion process, um, but it is not the only part and it's not the only um, effective uh, drug as related to um, medication abortions. Um, and yeah, you know, we have our SMA trainings where we, where we talk a bit more about this, but, um, yeah, it, I think like when, when thinking about this, it just like sucks that there's another person who's, or another person, another entity that is putting money above, uh, providing people access to things that they need, especially for a healthcare organization or not organization corporation um who you know should be uh a place for people to get medications that they need um but like i said corporations gonna corporate and uh they're gonna try to protect what's theirs and that sucks uh i hope ultimately it blows up for them though and i'll just go to literally a pharmacy that's like right across the street from well Walgreens and instead was it walgreens or cvs that was linked up with elizabeth holmes and the theranos scandal we we we, we got to do a little research around that it was either walgreens or cvs i think it was walgreens i'll i'll go back and fact check that and put something in the show notes about um elizabeth holmes and theranos but like for those who don't remember that big mess of stuff you know elizabeth holmes totally scammed a huge number of people into this product of um small volume blood analysis that was supposed to be available in the like walgreens style cvs style um minute clinics and people were totally behind it just on the promise that it could generate huge amounts of revenue and they actually ended up rolling it out in a few select markets, a few select stores, and it didn't work at all. It was not at all well tested. It didn't have any like substantive scientific backing, and it totally blew up in their faces because it was a profit motive process around healthcare. And I just feel like anytime we allow corporations and large entities like, you know, this this multinational uh, conglomerate to come in and say, oh, we're going to make profit off of healthcare. Nothing ends well, right? Like, you should not be in a position where the decision of a CEO at Walgreens could change your access to, to life-altering medication like mifepristone, right? Mifepristone should be available anywhere you can access drugs, Right? I mean, it should be in every drugstore. It should be available, you know, wherever you are able to get Tylenol, because we all know that mifepristone and misoprostol, the, the combination medication abortion uh, protocol, safer than Tylenol, folks, right? Anywhere you can buy Tylenol, you should be able to buy mifepristone, right? Buckets of mifepristone, just wherever you want to buy them, right? Because guess what? Guess what? It's safe. It's really safe. It's really effective. It's been around, you know, on the U.S. market with FDA approval since the year 2000, which sounds recent for some of us who are really old. It was 23 years ago, Beverly, right? Like, everybody, check your calendar. It's been a long time. So we're sitting here with a corporation 
that has a tremendous amount of power, a tremendous amount of interest in their own bottom line and their own profit. And their decision making is what will now limit access to this medication for millions of Ohioans and millions of people in 21 other states. Um, just FYI, you don't have to go to Walgreens to get mifepristone. In Ohio or a great number of other places, you can go to places like aidaccess.org or plancpills.org. You can have that stuff sent right to your door. One mifepristone, four 200 microgram tablets each of misoprostol, and you're in business. Let's tell you folks, it's really important to know the basics about medication abortion. It's really important to know what self-managed abortion looks like particularly in our state. And if you're interested in learning all there is to know about medication abortion, both the regular mifepristone misoprostol protocol, as well as the misoprostol alone protocol, because here's a, here's a hint, you don't even need mifepristone at all to have medication abortion. If you're interested in both of those protocols, go ahead and sign up for SMA in Good Faith, which is our flagship SMA training here at Faith Choice Ohio. We can walk you through in one hour all the ifs, ands, and buts about medication abortion, get you all the info you ever wanted to know, and teach you how to share that information without subjecting yourself to any kind of legal jeopardy. Maybe the executives at Walgreens would like to go through our SMA trainer. Maybe they need to know what they need to know about how you can share the good news of self-managed abortion. Yeah, um, while you were, uh, while, while I was listening to you, I also looked into this uh, Theranos thing, and it was, in fact, Walgreens that uh, was tied up with the, uh, Theranos and uh, tried to sue Theranos Um a while ago mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that there's a lot of this you know like you said um if a person does want access to mifepristone or misoprostol they can uh get access to those um, medications through aid access or plancpills.org or .com also uh i noted uh you know i think about like disinformation and how people don't know what they could have access to um and uh, and corporations corporating, um, but, uh, on Instagram, I think Plancy Pills was shadow banned, um, which is basically where, like, their posts are not being, like, pushed to the right people, uh, that the people who are following them and are not being, like, widely spread, um, and I think, like, that is intentional, um, around Meta and their, you know, goals for things and not wanting to get themselves in trouble so like theme of the episode corporations gonna corporate corporations are gonna look out for them and you know if that means selling healthcare, i mean like have you have you seen the u.s uh i was talking to someone the other day about how insurance is a scam and how like uh you know people should have access to healthcare without having to, you know, go through this third party that's wheeling and dealing to get them quote unquote a lower price. Like it 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 doesn't I, I won't get into that and in my opinions on insurance, but um it's very clear that like the lines between health care and that word care, you know, like caring for people, getting people so that they are healthy and better, 
um, and then capitalism and corporations. I think the lines between those things um, are often blurred. Um, and so we have to remember that even though these organizations, or these, I keep saying organizations, but these corporations um, are, you know, providing the medications through their corporation, they are still a part of capitalism. They are still, their bottom line is they want to make more money. And so they will, you know, sell things like, uh, you know, the Theranos stuff um, and the blood tests, if that if that's going to mean that they make more money. Um, and, you know, I think about, like, especially with, like, COVID tests um, and, you know, we're still living within COVID. COVID is still out there and people still are getting it. Um, and it is crazy to me to think that, like, uh you have to pay for COVID tests. You have to pay to be able to know if you are going to pass on an illness that could potentially be deadly to people who are, um, you know, uh, uh, vulnerable to illness and whose 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 um, systems cannot take a disease like that. You have to pay to be able to know whether or not you're going to pass that on to someone else. And that is ridiculous to me. And, um, you know, thinking about how uh, these corporations that are for our care um, are capitalizing off of us. I mean, that's that's just another thing. They're capitalizing off of the fact that we uh, need access to health care. They're afraid of losing money, not from the people, but from like other entities that have that they know have more power. Mm. They so they're more worried about the state than they are about their customers All because right now. in the end it's the state who's going to you know screw them rather than oh if we lose a few customers they've they've already you know and and this this is kind of bleeding into several different areas, but I also think about how there was another uh, trade, trade crash with Norfolk uh, Southern in Ohio because apparently they can't keep their trains on the tracks. Um, and how, like, with this whole conversation around the, the original train crash that led to this very bad environmental um, catastrophe, uh, the thing is that they, they budget for that kind of thing. They, they, yes. It doesn't matter that they're going to affect well, the people. It doesn't matter that they're going to cause environmental harm because they budget for that. They budget that uh, they're, like, in the pursuit of their capitalist gains, they're going to have to uh, have some, uh, you know, some... There, There's going to be some things that uh, get hurt. And the fact that healthcare corporations also are budgeting for that, I think is something that we need to be aware of. And, you know, again, I know we talk a lot about like mutual aid and how the states are not going to be or are not for us, but also the healthcare uh, corporations are not necessarily for us. In the end, they're for themselves and uh, we have to learn to rely on each other. And so that's why like having that SMA information and knowing about Plan C pills, you know, they're, they're trying to hide that because then we are reliant on the corporations and we are reliant on the state. But if we can continue to provide each other information and we can continue to uh, get access to things that we need, then um, we can be reliant on ourselves and we can have, 
you know, more of a transformative justice uh, kind of society than than what corporations in the state want. Amen. Now you brought up the railroads. So this is your fault. <laughs> this is your fault, right? Because like as the grandchild of a man who worked for 60 years, 66 zero years for the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad and eventually CSX that took them over. I've got to say, like, my granddad fought, literally fought tooth and nail, fought the National Guard to get their contract. Because without a labor contract, the corporation is aligned with the state against the worker all the time. The only thing that protects the worker is the union contract. Because the reality is, even with the union contract, corporations need the state in order to make their advantageous system permanent. What you just said, you know, Norfolk Southern, they are budgeting for these disasters. And the reason they can budget for those disasters is because they are aligned with the state and the state national system, right? Not like the state of Ohio, but like national system, the state, uh, you know, individual corporations, you know, have all of these kind of legislative machinations, whatever level of governance, right? gives that corporation the assurance that we're going to limit what you are liable for. We're going to limit how much you're going to have to pay out. So those corporations get the state to align laws in such a way that the corporation is not held liable for it and to align laws and systems so that the corporation can do business without fear of losing all of their money, right? Limited liability setups, the concept of limited indemnification. All of that is set up within capitalism to protect capital and the people who hold capital at the expense of everyone else, right? And that's not just for Norfolk and Southern, that's for all these damn people who are running health industries. The entire health industry, whether it's Walgreens, CVS, Safeway, whoever's doing Theranos stuff, or, you know, hospital systems, pharmacological organizations, definitely insurance companies, all of this entire system is set up to make money at your expense. And then we wonder why people say, I don't want to have an abortion anywhere but home. I want to self-manage my abortion. People ask me all the time, well, why would someone want to self-manage their abortion? Oh my goodness, because they want to avoid that capitalist system of healthcare systems that are laid on top of each other, whether it is pharmacological, the the overall system of doctors and nurses in that space, clinic processes, whatever it is, that they just want to avoid that altogether. And by the way, you can also, through self-managing your abortion, decide to opt out of a huge amount of racism that's inherent in these systems, a huge amount of homophobia that's inherent in these systems, a huge amount of classism and lack of access for people who don't have tons and tons and tons of cash and capital laying around. There are so many reasons built into the fabric of capitalism that explain why people self-manage their abortions. Self-managed abortion is not right for everybody. Obviously, we're all about choice here, right? Everybody needs to have choice and access. But a huge number of people choose to self-manage their abortions because they don't want to be a part of that system. And for me, my last part of this sermon from, from the railroad through, you know, the <laughs> self-managed abortion uh, uh, PR here, last part of this for me is as a Christian pastor 
I get really tired of people who share my faith pretending that capitalism is somehow something that is supported by or in any way congruent with a Christian worldview, right? I, as a Christian, hold at the center of my faith a man named Jesus who gave away health care for free, okay? And, like, that concept, there, there aren't a lot of things you can point to in Scripture and say, okay, Jesus consistently does this all the time, every time, wherever. Healing for free is a big piece of his ministry. And the idea that we now sit in a place where healing for free is controversial, where providing people access to the health care that they choose is controversial. It is, it is controversial in this moment for some people to give people access to mifepristone, misoprostol, or a surgical abortion if they want one. That is set aside as like this other piece of health care. And how we have allowed that to be the conversation, I don't know because it needs to change, right? People should have access to healthcare, period. End of story, end of conversation. We should demand it. We should demand that people have access. We should demand that people get care. And what they're able to pay, if they're able to pay, that shouldn't even be a consideration because people come before profits. At least they should. Here endeth a lesson. I will not stop preaching. But like, but like, seriously, you know, it, it gets and I, and I know I know Kelly's the same way about this. Like, it really gets our juices flowing when we start to see like how these systems consistently disenfranchise the people that we love and the people in our communities. You know, as, as an Appalachian, I see people who they lack access to basic health care. I know, Kelly, in in your community and among many of the different circles within which you hold leadership you recognize that same process. Like, this system's not serving our people. Mm -hmm. And and the fact that there are systems that, like, are laid out to not support some people is just, like, really astonishing to me. And, Mm. like, when I think about these, you know, when I think about the state or I think about these corporations and I think about uh, the places in which I have to get care because there's really no other option... Um, I, I think about like, what is, what is the point of the state? Like the point of the state is supposed to be to like provide a society that people live in, you know, provide, uh, you know, people are living in this area and there has to be some sort of order. And so there is the state, whatever. But like, I, it's gotten to the point where that is not what the state is doing. Like if, if the goal of the government is to provide for its people, it is not doing that. And and maybe we could maybe that's a question that is not answered for some people. Maybe that's a debate for some people about what the state is supposed to be existing for. Mm. And you know, I think like if if we're if I don't understand why there isn't access to healthcare for people. Like if it it, it is not our choice for many people who live in say Ohio in say the United States. Uh, it is not necessarily our choice to live here. We were born here. We don't have very many options to leave. Um, and so therefore there is like basic human rights to, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and life, you know, the ability to live in an area without having environmental catastrophes that could potentially degrade your life for years to come and currently, Mm. 
uh, life, you know, the be- ability to be able to have uh, or, uh, you know, liberty, the, be- the ability to be able to choose the life you live, the ability to choose to have an abortion, to not have an abortion or to raise children in safe and sustainable communities. Uh, and, you know, the pursuit of happiness, the ability to to live, you know, in a world that is not constantly run by capitalism. So you can't afford to do things that make you happy. Do you, I, I think so often about how uh, people are not able to pursue things that make them happy because they have to work. And this, you know, to tie it back to uh, Daylight Savings Time, uh, you know, like with with Daylight Savings Time, what happens is we lose more sunlight for after we get off work. What, what happens when, when we change our clocks is that it becomes dark right as soon as we get off work. And that makes people depressed. And it also limits the amount of things that people can do in their own free time. And I I see daylight savings time, uh, or at least that lack of, of sunlight that we get in the evening as, as a capitalistic thing. You know, we have, why is it that we get to have sunshine when we're working? But when many people are off work, then it has to be dark. Oh, the fact it's... that we haven't changed that system, the fact that we've made it so continually people only live to work and don't get to live to have their joy. You know, it's like for me as a person who has a job that is flexible enough that I can go on walks during the day or I can, um, you know, go and get outside during the day if it's nice out, like to like I am grateful for that but there are people who like are stuck working at a sur- supermarket all day and they get mm-hmm. off work and then it's dark outside I think about like uh I when I started going to the gym in November and I used to like show up to the gym and be like uh, or there was one time that I showed up to gym in the morning and I was like wow this is the first time you've seen me in the daylight and like I think the fact that daylight savings time exists to uh uh, help the capitalist system and not the people is just another way that the state is not serving us oh, and not and supporting things that like everyday Americans all support and want and would make their lives better. It's it's even deeper than that because remember the real history of daylight savings time. Again, we will post this in the show notes. Daylight savings time originally began in World War One in Germany as a cost saving measure. Because capitalism supports the war system that benefits this constant drive for profit. And we used in this country, we used daylight savings time during the Second World War for a financial benefit, not for individuals, but for corporations and systems to change the usage and thereby the cost to business and government of all of this separate labor process and we've kept this in place because we're not quite sure what it's going to cost to change it that's the biggest question in this is what's it going to cost well i'll tell you what it costs right now daylight savings time the whole system of healthcare in this country all of these systems that allow the walgreens ceo to make choices over who gets mefepristin and who doesn't it costs our peace to leave the system like it is. We've got to change. We've got to transform it. It has to be different because the current cost is too much to bear. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I I 
try to live by the the phrase if it costs you your peace that it's uh not worth it amen and i think you know what we've come to in this capitalist society is that it is costing us our peace and it's our it's costing you know people um their mental health it's you know in some cases you know taking people's lives away from them and um i think that is just a sign that we need to do something about it so well <laughs> on that note uh we will be back in a couple weeks and um talking about more things probably that the government is doing wrong but until then Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things Repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.